This Westwards mini masterclass is a production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. For more information on Westwards and what we do, please go to westwards.com.au. Hello and welcome to today's mini masterclass with me, James Roy. Uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, ordinarily what I would be doing is interviewing someone uh, about an aspect of writing or the writing craft or creativity or, or one of those uh, associated topics. But today I thought I would do something a little different. Today I want to talk to you about three books that I think any writer should have in their toolbox or on their writing shelf. And those three books are Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, On Writing by Stephen King, and Walking on Alligators by Susan Shaughnessy. So let's get started. I think it's really important that we have books on our shelves that as writers we can turn to at times of discouragement or at times of being a little bit lost to what we're working on or sometimes just to remind us that even the best known writers go through the things that we're struggling with as writers because it's always been my view that writing is a fairly glacial process. Part of, I've spoken in, in previous podcasts about the fact that I try to stay away from social media as much as I can in terms of what other writers are doing because it gets a bit discouraging to see how much they are seemingly achieving while you're still in your pyjamas at two in the afternoon trying to squeeze some sort of sense out of a, a, an unruly paragraph. And occasionally you want to talk to other people but sometimes it's nice to just turn to your bookshelf and take something down and read it and feel encouraged by that. And the first one of the three books I want to talk about is Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. So a couple of things about Anne. Anne Lamott was born in 1954. She lives in the Bay Area of California. She's pretty widely regarded as being a very funny, witty and uh, smart person, I suppose. Smart is a word that comes up a lot about Anne. She's a novelist, she's a progressive speaker and a, uh, almost a philosopher. She's a memoirist and she writes novels, but she's best known for her book Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing and Life, which was published by Pantheon in 1994. It's a great title, Bird by Bird, but it's a little bit confusing until we, um, we go ahead and unpack why it's called that. And I might let her do that with her own words. She said, 30 years ago, my older brother, who was 10 years old at the time, was trying to get a report on birds written that he'd had three months to write. It was due the next day. We were out at our family cabin in Bolinas, and he was at the kitchen table, close to tears, surrounded by binder paper and pencils and unopened books on birds, immobilised by the hugeness of the task ahead. Then my father sat down beside him, put his arm around my brother's shoulder and said, Bird by bird, buddy, just take it bird by bird. And so what Anne Lamott is talking about here is this idea that you just take things a step at a time, just work forward, take your time, get things in place, realise that there are going to be moments of discouragement where it all seems too overwhelming. And she does this by giving us a step-to-step -step guide on how to write and, and also how to manage the writer's life. And I suppose that's really what we're talking about here. We're not just talking about how you write that book or how you write that article or, or whatever. It's about how you manage your life as a writer. 
Because being a writer isn't about attending cocktail parties and green rooms at festivals. It's actually about what my friend John Larkin refers to as bum glue, actually getting yourself stuck to the seat and writing, 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 and when you don't feel like writing, going back and writing some more, which is an incredibly lonely and uh, sometimes overwhelming way to be. And so this is what Anne Lamott deals with in Bird to Bird. So she talks about things like getting started. Um, she talks about shitty first drafts, character, plot, dialogue, false starts, how do you know when you're done. She also talks about writer's block and, and being published. But it's also a, a very much a personal journey on, on her own uh, writing life and, and how she's approached it. And it, it, it's kind of interesting because one of the, the next book we're going to talk about is On Writing by Stephen King. But Stephen King is best known for not that book, but for other books like Misery and Salem's Lot and Pet Cemetery and Carrie and, and you know, the list goes on and on of all these amazing Stephen King books. And On Writing is really just a, a uh, an addendum to all the other fiction he's written, whereas Anne Lamott is better known for the book about writing. But when you dig a little bit into her, some of her novels and her memoir, she really is a very fine writer. So it's really good to take down this book and just have a read and uh, take some of the advice. Now, not everything she says is going to be the advice that you can really use. Sometimes advice is going to be uh, less useful than, than other advice you get. But I can really recommend Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. The second book I want to talk about is On Writing by Stephen King. I've already mentioned this a second ago. I've talked about how this book is by somebody who is known, I suppose Stephen King is best known for his horror and his suspense. But what a lot of people don't realise is that a lot of, the, uh, a lot of Stephen King's short fiction and novellas and other novels have, become made into, have been made into really fine movies uh, in their own right. For example, uh, his book, The Body, became that fantastic movie, Stand By Me. The Green Mile was one of his, as was Shawshank Redemption. So Stephen King is easy to put into a pigeonhole as being as a horror writer. But of course, he's much more than that. He's a storyteller. And what he is best known for is telling stories that grip you and hold you at the edge of your seat. And what he does in this book is he talks you through his own journey on being a writer as well as giving you tips. And there's a bit very early on in the book where he talks about uh, going to the, the doctor as a child and the doctor having to use a needle to extract some, some infection from his eardrum. And he talks in great detail that make, makes you, your toes curl about the pain that this caused. But then he's got this wonderful kicker at the end that just doubles down and it demonstrates really easily and really clearly his approach to writing books and stories that hold you. And so if you are tempted to go and get hold of this book on writing by Stephen King, which is available very widely, you can get it at most bookshops or certainly can buy it online. If you want to get this book by Stephen King on writing, don't go into it thinking that you're going to be only learning about how to write suspense because really what Stephen King is anxious to get across to anyone who reads his work is he is first and foremost a storyteller. 
And of course, all of us are, are storytellers. That's what we do as writers, as artists, as musicians. We're all effectively just storytellers. So I can really recommend On Writing by Stephen King. There's a couple of other notable uh, books on writing that I'd like to mention just in passing before I get to our third book. One of these is Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg. Writing Down the Bones, Freeing the Writer Within. Uh, that's a terrific book where she brings together Zen meditation and writing in a new way. And it's uh, available widely. The other one uh, there is James Woods wrote a book called How Fiction Works. And that's a very useful book for anyone who is writing screenplays or, or, uh, or that kind of thing, as well as novels, because it really explores the idea of structure in, in, in writing and how we approach that. The Writing Life by Annie Dillard is another very fine book about writing. Sol Stein wrote a book called Stein on Writing. And, uh, and, and so on. There's a, there's a whole, whole range of books that you can, you can find. And as I said at the very beginning, a lot of the time the advice that some of these books give you is, is going to be not necessarily relevant to you, but you can always find some, some seeds of wisdom in there. Another one I'd like to mention quickly is Everything I Know About Writing by John Marsden. The great thing about this book, and John Marsden, of course, is the Australian young adult fiction writer who wrote uh, Tomorrow When the War Began. Terrific thing about this book, really for me, is the thousand and one writing prompts that he has at the end of this book. Some of them are based on uh, writing a discursive response to something. Some of them are writing about, uh, are just given a prompt, song titles that might lead to stories and so forth. So uh, that's a really good book as well. Everything I Know About Writing by John Marsden. And while we're talking about Australian books, one book that uh, I found really useful when I first started writing, just as a way of understanding how other writers do what they do, uh, was called Making Stories by Kate Grenville and Sue Wolfe. And this is a book that takes 10 great Australian novels, such as Oscar and Lucinda by Peter Carey and Woman of the Future by David Ireland, Chanter Jimmy Blacksmith by Thomas Keneally, uh, Memoir, Memoirs of Many in One by Patrick White, plus uh, oh, The Children's Bark by Helen Garner, plus one, of bo one book by each of Kate Grenville herself and Sue Wolfe herself. And they've interviewed, with the exception of Patrick White, who is no longer with us, they've interviewed the writers and got them to uh, describe the process that they used to develop those, those novels and those books. And they have original drafts followed by final drafts and, and, or published versions and they talk about the processes that have gone into writing these books. And some of it is fairly heavy going because these are very, very fine writers. These are heavy hitters, these guys. But it's just a fascinating insight into the way this works. So check that one out, Making Stories by Kate Grenville and Sue Wolfe. But as far as I'm concerned, I have kept what I consider to be the best of these books for very last. And there's a book by a woman called Susan Shaughnessy, an American writer. And she's written a book called Walking on Alligators, a book of meditations for writers. Now a friend first showed me this book uh, some years ago and it had a different title then, I can't remember what it was, but it was a slightly different title, but now that, that's the title, Walking on Alligators. 
Now this is an interesting book because unlike the others that go through different kinds of writing where they go today, or different topics where today we're going to be talking about character or this is going to be about structure or this is going to be about writer's block or whatever, this entire book is really written as a response to writer's block or as she calls it, writer's resistance. And she says in the foreword, she says, nothing makes cleaning out the fireplace seem like a better idea than having a book to finish. And you know, there's also that other quote that people make where they say writers all have the best gardens. Now that's not strictly true, but I, I, I kind of agree with the premise that when you've got something, even though all you want to do is write and you have this drive that wants to push you back to the keyboard, what you actually end up doing is almost anything else because there's something that keeps you away, something that keeps you at arm length, arm's length from your work. And so this is called, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a daily motivator. When I was a when I was a boy growing up, we had these devotional books uh, from our church where they would, there would be a, a Bible verse and then there would be a uh, commentary on that verse and then there'd be like a prayer or a mantra at the end. And this book is um, somewhat based on that model, I think, because what you have is you have 220-odd pages and each page only has one quote on it. At the top it has a quote by a writer or an artist or someone creative and then it for... The rest of that page, sometimes only half a page, but often a whole page, she unpacks that idea and talks about it and, and examines it and turns it back so that we can reflect on it and relate it to our own work. And at the end there is a, a I use the word mantra, basically it is something like, well, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. One of the, uh, my favourite quotes is from, from John Grisham, who wrote the uh, Pelican Brief and The Firm and Time to Kill and you know, the all those legal books. And his quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but his quote is something like this, people sometimes wonder why I write these legal books. It's because I can get all the people who irritated me over the years, judges, politicians, other lawyers, I can line them up against the wall and shoot them one by one. Then she goes on and talks about how sometimes the motivation that we have for writing is because there's some something in our past that we want to either get rid of or deal with or talk about or push back against or or whatever and and then there's a mantra at the end today as you write think about what it is you're trying to get rid of and release it or something like that I've quoted that fairly poorly but this book it's got one of these on each page and the recommendation that I would make and I've heard other people recommend this as well is you don't sit down and read five or six of these in a go. You read one. At the beginning of the day before you start your writing, you pick it up and you read the next one and you put the bookmark in and you go again. And the, the peculiar and magical thing about this book is that what it does, it somehow it manages to speak, maybe it's like a horoscope, I don't know, that manages to be relevant regardless. But it seems to speak to whatever you're facing each day exactly. There's some kind of weird magic about it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, that's how it feels. It's got this remarkable ability to speak to exactly whatever your current issue might be. Now, I have heard some people say uh, that you need to put this book where you go when you're trying to uh, escape your writing, and some other people have said it needs to go right where you do your writing. So maybe you get two copies, put one at each place. So those are my recommendations for three great books plus a couple of bonus ones uh, for anyone who is really looking to 
uh, work on the craft of writing and uh, and make themselves a far a far better writer. It'll, they'll help you make you more disciplined. They'll help you understand how you do what you do. I was thinking back yesterday to the first book I wrote, which was published way back in the mid '90s, and I remember being uh, thrown in the deep end at a school to talk about my work, and I suddenly realised in front of all these Year Ten students that. I didn't know how I'd done what I did. I was I was really just sort of working it out as I went along, which is a kind of naked and uh, an awkward feeling. Uh, sometimes it's good to know how we're doing what we're doing, even if we're already doing it. Now I've put the links to those books in the uh, in the description of the podcast down below. Uh, have a look, check them out, and uh, all the best with your writing.